That would be really awful yeah. if we did an entire episode. I've, I've listened to podcasts before where they're like, we had this really great episode and it didn't record no, Nobody at all. bothered to hit record. Happened to me once. Happened to Tim twice. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yes, on right this show. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot yeah. all about that. Holy that shit. Like, could you, could, can you imagine like trying to recreate the magic? Well, no. We, we, they uh, just scrapped them. Yeah, we just scrapped them. because uh, That's what we did for ours, too. It was just like, we're not yeah, doing we, no, yeah, I forgot about the that. Magic. Like, this... People, you're you're in for a treat in this podcast because every week we bow up this magic for like an hour and it cannot be recreated ever again. Like me and, me and Matt, and we we capture it in this little place hey, hey, in the hey, moment. You know why else they're in for a treat? Cause I'm back, motherfuckers! I'm back. Damn right. <laughs> Matt, oh yeah. Matt oh. Juicy is back, everybody. Matt Juicy <laughs> back in the seat. Wait That's a right. second. <laughs> Wait back, a second. Back from his triumphant uh, conquest of marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> In which my wife told me, you're taking my name, bitch. We we really I weren't t- sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We thought about it. We're like, maybe Matt took her name. Yeah. It's only just the fuck with me because I can't ever... Juice tea. Did my say right? Juice? Juice tea. Juice tea. I don't literally two drinks. She's a shaver now. I, I don't Juice have to say it ever tea. again. It's, she's just well, she her middle name is now Juicy. So, oh, oh, is that how you went with it? Okay. It's Christina Juicy Shaper. Well, what's her old middle name? Nothing. She didn't have one. Weirdly enough, wait, she didn't have. Weirdly one? enough, her parents did not give her a middle name, but they gave her brother a middle name. Wait, so what? she was always jealous of her brother. What? Weird. Yeah, weird. Well, that's kind of cool that she has her middle name. Now she yeah. has a middle name. name. Yep. I mean, her last name is her middle name. Melissa and I just decided to say fuck it and not change her name because of lazy. Uh, <laughs> well, that might happen too. It's not legal yet. Oh, so okay. She still is Christina. Dude, Juicy. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, I've, I've I've gone through the racket of trying to change somebody's last name. Oh, I'm not gonna do it. Um, well, she I can do whatever she wants. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa came to me after we got married, and she's like, "So, do you care if I don't take your name?" And I said, "Baby, I don't give a fuck." Yeah, I'm, First off, nobody wants the last name Clump. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Nobody wants that name. Christina <laughs> Schaefer definitely doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely. No, it does not. I think it's a matter of when she finally figures out how to write it in cursive, then she'll be willing to get it changed <laughs> legally. Nice. That, that nice. is the most she showed me, thing. She showed me a sheet of paper in which she was doing like trial runs, and she was like, I can't write this goddamn name! <laughs> I was like, sorry. Yeah, I can't say? imagine... All right, well, hey everybody, welcome to End of the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix, and Matt getting married. Woo! Ah, the uh, That's right. It was that's a fun right. night of It uh, was an interesting drinking, evening. Oh, yeah, some of us got really drunk. You can't see me and they're, Michael they're are both, both holding our hands And up. apparently you were still lapped by Tony. Tony, yeah, t- Tony yeah. outlapped all of us. Tony, Tony, Tony was berserk. posting. <laughs> Tony was posting a status the next day at like six p.m. saying about how he was still suffering, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, yeah I woke up at the beach too trip. Too much fun, my friend. The beach trip. He said, like him and Michelle were just they were in, worried <laughs> in oh, this in the afternoon the whole evening. Well, they were worried about because checkout time was coming, and they were like, one of us has to drive. <laughs> we can't drive. Tony and Michelle? Yeah, no, they got a room there. Right, but they were saying afterwards, like, oh, the next day. Wow. <laughs> they couldn't figure out That's who was going to drive. Because they were like, like, at that point, they were like, ah, the alcohol was out of the system, but they were hung the fuck over. Oh, my God. I could just sit drive. in the lobby and sleep on the couch. I, I don't. In that drive, oh, my God. I don't remember how I got home that night. Um, well, that's good. Seth, Seth drove me, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, and then I had to. And according to Seth, I did it masterfully. I had to break into my own home. Don't remember that either. Yeah. Because Melissa had like put the chain on the door, mm-hmm. and he said he said it was insane. <laughs> Seth was like, I, I, "We opened the door and it went to chain, and I figured you couldn't get in." And you're like, "I got this." And drunkenly, just did it in two seconds. <laughs> I'm like, "There goes the security of my home." Oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, oh, is a practiced master of his own home. That's right. You're and a practiced master of alcoholism. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, I've I don't remember this. any of this. But I was like, I got this. Don't worry. 
But that's just it. I haven't done it before. Oh, wow. Well. It just it drunk was, me knows how to break into I a was, There you go. I was a sweaty mess that night, and my whole back looked like I got splashed with water. Yeah. It was be. not water. My face smelled like cake for a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that shit don't come out of your face easily. So, All right. Well, this week's episode, we're uh, reviewing Crimson Peak. I'm Chris Klump. With me, as always. 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 Semper five, baby. That's right. Matt Schaefer. Matt Schaefer. Back <laughs> back in black. Back in black. No, I'm not singing. Just stop. And of course. Oh. I'm Michael. I'm back. I mean MK. MK Mortal Kombat. Please don't please don't do that. The thing is spiking up like a mad motherfucker. My recorder is just like, what the hell is going on? No. Clipping. So much clipping. Alright, well, this week's episode we're reviewing Crimson Peak. Before we get into that, one of us needs to figure out if there's any news. Uh, oh. You got it, Michael? Uh, we have to announce about the Legendary and Warner Pictures announcing the cinematic franchise u- universe uniting Godzilla, King Kong, and other iconic giant monsters. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, so, the, the Godzilla so versus King Godzilla Kong versus movie. King Kong again. So my, question, my first question is, yes. is this going to be in the same universe? Yes. As Aww. Godzilla they're, from They're doing last year. Uh, a Skull Island, I think, when, 2016 or 2017? I can't I know remember. they want to do another King Kong. They're doing a Peter Skull Jackson's Island, which, bombed. which will be like its own King Kong it universe. Just, it was good. It was just way too long. Yeah, it, it was, was way too long and way too much Jack Black. Yeah. And um, then uh, Godzilla 2 yep. uh, will come out, and then 2020. And Mothra will, is going to oh, be okay. in. So they're doing this. And uh, what's the other, the three headed? Uh, Red. 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 Well, it starts with an R. There's like two big Rogira or something like that. I R- think R- 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 I can't pronounce it. It's it has really two hard to big pronounce. iconic Godzilla uh, um, monsters in that because they got the rights to them back. Yeah. So so they're so doing what they're doing what every movie studio is doing with yeah, any franchise okay. that you can possibly do this with. Yep, now. Yep. I mean we we might not get Pacific Rim too, but we'll have enough. I'm fine. You know what? I mean I mean Del Toro. He, he keeps saying they're coming out, but he also says a lot of things that are coming out. <laughs> exactly. Um, my thoughts on this are like I, I vaguely remember seeing the original Godzilla versus King Kong, and the reason that it didn't work too well is because they had to figure out a way to make King Kong way bigger. Because the original Godzilla is like, what was he like? But two hundred feet tall or something how, like how that. How has that changed though? Because this Godzilla is the largest iteration, yeah. right? Of him so they're yet. gonna have to do something with. Maybe a lot of King Kongs? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like a barrel of monkeys? Yeah. Fighting Godzilla? Exactly. Because King Kong is like 70 feet tall, I think. Well, he's yeah. um, he's an ape. Like, having an ape that's, you know, whatever the new Godzilla yeah. is, 1,500 feet tall. Oh, my God. That's, that's just silly. That like, it is silly. That's like a strand of his hair is as big as my bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one thing for a giant lizard. It's a totally other how thing much, for a well, giant ape. Like, how much smaller could they be willing to make? Like, how big is the, the new king? Uh, the new Godzilla was what, 150. Was it 150 feet? No, no, it was no, way no. bigger. Than it was. That. I, I think it was like within like a thousand feet. Yeah, tall. he Wait, like this. Let's the, he was this up. Huge. the newest Godzilla is the largest Godzilla. I yet. know that. Yeah. So up. unless they're bringing back the Godzilla from 2000, yeah, where he's only like. 20 well, foot tall. Well, he was one of the smallest versions. He was one of the smallest Godzillas. Yeah. That would make sense for him to go up against King Kong. In the original movie, because again, Godzilla was a couple hundred feet tall. King Kong's only 70 feet He's tall. He's 350 feet tall. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's still really, that's still really that's fucking big. larger than the Statue of Liberty. But yeah, the yeah. original Godzilla was 164 feet. Right, exactly. So, oh King man, Kong's that's again, a, King Kong's only 70 a, feet. So like, in the original they movie, they had maybe to... Maybe 100 feet they can get away with, and then... Man, that's but even that, like, dude. Yeah, okay. Maybe you could do a. That's ten stories. Fuck. But even how are that, they going like, to do this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I'm sure some writer in the original they came up with something where Godzilla's radioactivity made King Kong bigger. So they back tried then to we didn't. It. That maybe was back when nobody Godzilla understood how got, uh, how uh, radioactivity ra- yeah, yeah. radiation worked. Maybe Mothra like like latches on to King Kong and is they able do to like morph- a tandem attack. It like some kind of like. <laughs> Well, no, but Mothra he, can't morph things. That's not how Mothra works. In Mothra's u- old universe, he could. In this m- universe, Mothra's actually a transformer. 
Let's. I, I am already tired of talking about this. <laughs> Next. All right. All we know. Also, all we know for sure is somebody went. We got all these rights. Throw money at it. Make make movies. And all Combine things. People love it. Look. Look forward to that episode of Internet Critic in about five years. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be seeing it. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna see it. I was gonna say. Okay, that makes sense that there are movies in between though, because when they announced yeah. 2020, I was like, that's a long ass time from now to nope. announce a sequel. I wonder if Brian Cranston will be in that oh, one. Oh, we gotta talk about Dark Die Hard Six potentially. Mm, yeah, Wait, just seriously? just talk just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. you know you, it. You just um, you just introduced. So Die Hard they're Six. doing another Die Hard, and it's gonna be. Are they saying it's gonna be the last one. But, sure. No, they well, probably aren't. They aren't. They aren't gonna hitch themselves to that post. Right. But the idea is that it's gonna be like the ultimate Die Hard because it's gonna take place before the first one and after. The, the last it's one. It's going to be like a prequel. It's going to have a, a prequel to the sequel. It's a way for uh, Bruce Willis to be like, so only have to film like, what, like a couple ha- minutes? Half the scenes, yeah. Half the scenes? Okay, All right, cool. Dibs, okay, uh, wait, who's going to play, wait, who's wait, gonna wait, play young Bruce Willis? It's him at a campfire. Gather around, kids. Let me tell you the story. It's oh, my God. Guy. Are you serious? <laughs> They're going that route? The storytelling route? I don't know if it's guessing. that. They but said it's going to be like uh, a prequel. But regardless, it is. They set, They have come out and said it's going to be a prequel and a sequel. So they'll have like Tom Hardy or, I don't know, Chris. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe I mean, Chris Pratt. I don't know. No, no, no. Well, I mean, because uh, they've already done this where they had someone play young. Bruce Willis, and that was oh, Jogo Love. Oh yeah, get him. No, no, the 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 kid from the kid. What? Huh? The the movie the kid the Disney movie where it's Bruce I vaguely remember. Oh my, oh, my god, yeah, God, dude. You damn it! This joke would have been so fucking good if you guys knew about this movie. Oh, oh we can pretend. Ready? Hey, one, remember two, when three. jokes were good because of reasons? <laughs> this joke would be so good if you guys would have gotten it. <laughs> Wait, let me bring the up kid. the picture of the kid. The kid. Movie. I I remember it vaguely. Vaguely. Is this, the, is this the baseball movie? No, well, it's like a dude. I remember, I remember seeing Bruce Willis' face on there and kid, being dude. like, "Why is this movie the kid?" That's the. That's the. I was gonna like, hey, we'll bring that kid back for you know. No, we're not, we're not. We're not doing this. It w- would have been a funny. That's another good question, though. Is young Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis has some hair in the yeah. first Die Hard. A little bit. So I assume whoever's playing him could have, have a full head, hair. full head of hair. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, again, Die Hard, in my opinion, hasn't been good since Die Hard 3. Yeah. Die Hard with a vengeance. Yeah. When they stopped giving it numbers and just started going Die Hard something or other. I mean, 4 was... 4 service. was fun. So 4, was had, right. 4 had good action sequences. It just had a really horrible villain. Right, yeah. yeah. Like a very forgettable um, And Justin Long, who just... I just need to brings, stop acting. ...brings everything down. He tried. Tried. <laughs> And then Michael and I witnessed the comedy of Die Hard Five, the the parody, the, literally a parody of itself. Like, yeah, like that's when you Which know this I had, series is going. I had fun, well. but I will also freely admit it's a terrible movie. Uh, I, I I was like in theaters, like this is a, you know it was a bear movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and then I watched it again on home video. And was like, oh no, boy. it was more of the circumstances oh, of boy. me and Michael watching it together and laughing at it. But right, I, I yeah. wouldn't recommend. And there it to and there was a little kid Which, in the theater that at, during the one vehicle chase, which was kind of cool. As and let's not forget my favorite Die Hard meme of all time. Oh uh, yes, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. That was that, that was, was like that was the writers like. Okay, what's our catchphrase? Wait, we on got the dartboard. Oh, well, he we went to uh, Russia, he, but he's not really on vacation. Like he he's going to vacation. he's going to help his son, and it's not like a like a tropical area or a vacation spot. Who cares? It's funny. Just, it's funny. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. That was that was a great movie uh, viewing experience for me as well. Simply because I went by myself. In the IMAX theater, and there was like maybe six people in the whole theater. Oh, it was like opening night. Wait, wasn't that the marathon thing you guys did? No. Oh, okay. Um, and the girl running the counter, who was also taking the tickets and selling the tickets because it was a weeknight, so like she was doing everything. It was just one person. Got really confused and handed everyone 3D glasses. So the entire movie, and I mean the entire movie, was us just putting on glasses, taking them off, putting them trying on, taking out. off, trying to figure out this supposed to be in 3D. If they only shot what some of it in 3D or whatever, that, that and then like at exist. one point, like exist. like well, it used to back I, I, in the not day, not anymore, not doesn't any, anymore. But like seriously, yeah, we're all like, what the hell? And like 20 minutes into the film, some dude just got up and stood, just stood up and went. Do we need these fucking things? <laughs> <laughs> and I was oh, like, that's great. Because again, there was only like six of us there. Everybody else was like, shh. I'm like, I don't think so, man. I'm not wearing mine. <laughs> but like, as I watched, everybody around me was just put them on, 
Put them all. <laughs> we uh, this past winter we saw an IMAX movie with very few people because it was a snowstorm. What? Which? Which movie hey, was that? Uh, I think you guys saw Chappie, didn't you? And yes, I, Chappie was I an IMAX. Bailed because there was some snow. and it was that would have been great. In wait, IMAX. did you guys see an IMAX? No, that we we saw that in IMAX. We were like one of or three. It was me, you, Parker of three of like seven people. Yeah, because it was it was, it was snowing. Bad. Right, right, right. Pencil and it was not a big movie. Penn Cinema just like deserts when there's uh, any snowstorm. Yeah. So I got a piece of news that I want to talk about that kind of ties into what, you know, the the movie Crimson Peak. So Guillermo del Toro wants to remake Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the original Pet Cemetery starring uh, Denise Connors from Star Trek The Next Generation. I've heard it's like five episodes. Um, And Fred Gwynn from The Monsters. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I really like the I'm I'm I read the book and I mean th- let's not get about Stephen King. Which character him, did he play in the monsters? The um, Mister, uh, <sighs> the dad. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember his name now. Uh, Herman. Herman Herman Monster. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was Fred Gwynn. Um, and that movie, like I've not I've not read the book. Yeah, but it's, knowing most Stephen King books, good. it's probably no, it's okay till the end when he just goes, well, I don't know, and no, then just a good ending. Let too. me cash my paycheck because I'm a shit writer. Sorry, I just really hate Stephen King's writer. The movie adaptation, it's all right. It's but it's a, such a cool concept where I'm like, I'm not like, it's not like the movie itself is sacred to me because it's like it's such a cool concept. I'm sure it could I be improved like... on with a director like Del Toro, though. Yeah, that's the thing because the original movie has not aged well. Yeah. I watched it like. Six months. Oh ago. yeah, the car, the truck hitting scene. Um, yeah, like it's it has not aged well. Uh, there's a lot of really cheesy special effects. It's so cheesy when the little kid is like pseudo zombied out and he's like walking around. Oh, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the eighties. Everybody, the kid dies and comes back. Fucking wow. Watch it yeah, but, see uh, that that's <laughs> the kind of stuff where like Del Toro's designs. Oh, will, absolutely. Will bring it to another level. Yeah, that's that like. If any other director said it, I'd be like, why? Who cares? Like, the movie does not need... It's not like it has a cult following. Mm-hmm. It's not like it is celebrated. Um, although it did make two sequels. Yeah. Uh, one starring Edward Furlong. I've which, heard the seek, the one sequel is all right. Uh, I haven't watched sure. it, but I heard it was all right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But I do like the idea of Del Toro jumping on this just because the end would have been way scarier if they had the technology and, in Del Toro's case, like the prosthetic makeup, because he always yeah. tries to go um, practical where he can. Well, usually he goes practical yeah. where he can. Um, well, my hierarchy for him in terms of things that I want him to do is right at the top, Star Wars, Jabba, Mafioso movie. Yeah, that's what I want uh, big time. We've that's, talked about that's that That's at the, the very past. tippy top. But and yeah, behind that, talk, well, whatever the fuck he wants. Because I'm going to talk about this with Crimson Peak. But I think he should just do whatever the hell he wants. Because yeah. mm, yeah. he's good no matter what it is. Yeah. And then Pacific Rim 2 and whatever else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping we get Specific Rim 2. The fact, oh, that we had someday, a release, hopefully, but... the fact that we had a release date and then it was just gone within like a month. I was but that, like, that, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. Um, and, and we're and, not getting and, Hellboy 3. I've, I've come to accept that. Yeah, we're not getting Hellboy 3. Uh, you if, never know. Maybe if someday. Ron, if Ron it's Perlman couldn't even get the uh, get the funding, like he went on a personal quest trying to get funding, yeah, uh, to the point where I think he even proposed producing it himself. But and he still couldn't. Like I think yeah. Del Toro, like he, his story once is is like one hundred fifty million dollars. The thing is, right, though, yeah. those like those big like actiony movies are not even his favorite. Right. Like, when he talks about his favorite movies, it's stuff like Crimson Peak, Pan's Labyrinth, the more moody, atmospheric mm-hmm. oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, those are the movies he really enjoys making. I almost feel like he did... I mean, he always does... Del Toro always does what he wants, but I feel like he did... Hellboy is kind of like, well, this will be a good paycheck. Like, he still put his right. all into it, but he's right. like, I'm gonna He, he was passionate paycheck. about it, but it wasn't, like, his favorite thing ever. Right, exactly. It was sort of like, all right, I'll do this. Yeah. Like, and then, this is and something then when I feel like I would off, be good they're at. like, oh, we need a sequel. Yeah. All right, I'll do a sequel. Um, so. The trailer time. So, yep. That's right. Well, now that you're back, we can actually use the real theme song, because I haven't. 
been using it because you you abandoned us to get married. You were dead to us dead for to a us. couple months, but now you're back from the dead. I have risen, <laughs> which fits the theme of this. Yes, it does. This episode. So, well, but not this trailer. <laughs> not this trailer. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, complete opposite of this trailer, actually. So, trailer time. Trailers. I just saw a whole bunch of trailers. All right, the trailer we watched. The Good Dinosaur. Up, oh, up. Oh, sorry, Michael. I got to do this. An epic journey into the world of dinosaurs, where an apatosaurus named Arlo makes an unlikely human friend. That's right, folks. It's an apatosaurus, not a brontosaurus. Those don't exist. Although there was a recent thing where they actually think they're going to reinstate the name brontosaurus. But this whatever. has been Enter the Dinosaur Trivia with Matt Schaefer. Good Matt, to have you no, back. No, Thanks. no Thanks, ounce of like false dinosaur information gets by in this. Death That's to right. false dinosaurs. That's right. All right, this movie stars Raymond Ocha. 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 I don't know who he is. Probably a no name. Uh, but we have some big names here, at least bigger names. We have Jeffrey Wright, uh, who you guys would know from uh, the uh, Hunger Games movies. Yes. I, I recognize oh, yes. that. Yep. Uh, Steve Zahn, who I love in everything. Uh, he's one of those guys, mm-hmm. but I think he's hilarious. He was in uh, uh, The Knights of Bad Astem. That's the last thing I saw on oh, him, yes. and I loved him in that. Uh, Anna Paquin, uh, Sam Elliott. Oh, dude, the second I heard wait. Sam Elliott's voice come out of a dinosaur, I'm like, Like yes! a T-Rex? He's just like, yep. You know, Funny thing about this cast is that... If you're like, scared... You ain't alive. <laughs> they, they, uh, re- I like the one that he like says something and the little apatosaurus is like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> he does some like old-timey western <laughs> talk. Like this is, Tonight was the first time I watched the trailer, and the one thing I remember about this movie was that they did, redid the whole cast. Ah. Like a few months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Which is like completely fine to do for yeah. an animated film, obviously. And it's like if something isn't working, you're just, not feeling yeah. it, you just, just do it. Uh, we also movies. got Francis McDermott. Yep. And uh, Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk, who I can only assume is the villain. He always plays the villain, and he always does such a good job, especially in animated films. Oh yeah, yeah. he always does. He always voices the villain. So, uh, oh, and uh, I, I feel just because it's uh, um, uh, uh, important, we we have to mention this is directed by the same guy who did The Incredibles and Monsters University, because I feel that's kind of important. Peter Wait. Zahn, nah. Uh, Incredibles was uh, what's what's his face? Guy who went on to do Mission Impossible among and Brad other, Bird. Yeah, Mission oh. Impossible. Uh, Incredibles was Brad Bird. Oh well, thank you, IMDb, for fucking this I'm, up. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so this guy has only done one short for Pixar. I think it's even. It might even be for Pixar. No, it's not for Pixar. Called Partly Cloudy. He only did. So this is a directorial, a, a full length directorial debut for Pixar. Never mind, I was wrong. Um, he's obviously been he's obviously worked on a bunch of other Pixar oh, yeah, films, but I'm not, I, I not guess. directed. Right, this so. is probably his first baby. Yeah. Um. So once again, this starts out like and and it, it, with any other studio, I'd view, view this as like kind of getting older, cliche. But it's Pixar, so I'm like, all right, well, this kid's dad is dead in the first twenty minutes, uh, and of course, in the trailer, it pretty much shows like, oh yeah, his dad dies. Uh, I don't know if his dad is dead. We don't he might just know. I I, I I was more led to believe, and who knows that they were just separated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that could be too. That could be too. We, we, we all know they're doing it up right here, guys. Like, the, like he's going to come back and going to find out his dad. Like, I don't know, died of cancer or something. It's gonna be really sad. <laughs> dinosaur cancer. <laughs> dinosaur, dinosaur cancer. cancer. The, the asteroid again. that flew by the Earth gave all the dinosaurs cancer. It's actually where cancer um, came from. Yeah. Was the asteroid? Uh, I do like the fact that they're you know kind of purposefully and obviously kind of flipping the script. The dinosaur is the sort of sentient right, uh, right. character that, like, you're... He's pretty much the story... Um, what do you call uh, What's the character called that you put your eyes through? Whatever. The protagonist? That, the, yeah, he's the protagonist, but there's a better word for it. But he's that character. Whereas right. the human is the feral, like... He's the anim- pet. Yeah, he's yeah, like the he's pet. He's the pet, yeah. exactly. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I also agree. I think that looks... I, I, I really like that... Uh, and with like the story seems pretty standard for what we've come to expect for this type of film, you right. know, kid, kid dinosaur separated, trying to make his way back, meets a lot of crazy uh, characters in the meantime, um, right. which that's fine. 
there's no need to reinvent the wheel. I'm I'm just wondering if they're going to throw in some kind of crazy twist because Pixar does that occasionally. I'm thinking like, it's yeah. actually um, it's going to be like the village, and it's actually just oh like, my god, its own society, and then they come out and there's like it's in 2015. It was Earth all along. It was Earth. <laughs> no, guys, this is all in a Jurassic Park because now Pixar is owned by Disney. Disney. Yes! So like Chris oh, Pratt's no, going to no, come no, out. No, with... sorry, sorry, sorry. Jurassic Park is Universal, not that. Oh, one. you're right. You're right. <sighs> I, was, I was fully expecting like a Pixar animation version so of Chris Pratt walking out yeah. with the sorry guys with the Raptors, and you know he says something witty like, "Oh, that'd be great." So, all right. Well, the good dinosaur comes out. My only, uh, my oh, only, sorry. yeah. Just one more thing about this. I, I still don't know how I feel about the character designs for the dinosaurs. They look a little weird. They look. Very cartoony, which is fine, but when you look at the landscapes and the backdrops, nothing film, else looks they're, cartoony. They're gorgeous and realistic. Yeah, like honestly, some of the best animation in terms of environment that I have ever seen in an animated film. And then, like the dinosaurs are just like simple, super yeah, cartoony and goofy looking. Yeah, maybe it'll work when I actually watch the entire film. Yeah, I I I I, uh, I did take notice of that because yeah, you're right. The backgrounds are. But I mean, amazing. yeah. I mean, look at the still right on IMDb. I mean, just look at the background yeah. and then look at the the, the dinosaur, dinosaur almost looks out like, of place. Yeah, yeah. But it looked, it, it, again, it might be something where once you immerse yourself in the film, it like you know what that feels right. Also, I mean, it it could be because this is a very early trailer. This was only released in uh, the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they uh, released. There was something no, released like a couple a, months ago no, showing a little bit. This is oh, one of the newer it? ones. Was so. it okay? <laughs> and the yeah. animation they went just like. Here's some pre-animation from the Pixar. Yeah, movie. I doubt. That's true. That's I doubt true. they'll it's change not like, up you the know, a special fe- No, it's not like a special effect shot. Where right. Like I doubt rough. they'll change it up too this much. This is the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's gonna look like. And it looks. It looks polished. Like it doesn't look like it's anything that's you know wonky or whatever. The 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 designs of the dinosaurs, particularly the main one, I don't know his name, um, just look very purposefully kind of simplistic and goofy. Which you know, once again, once I see the movie and I like kind of feel the tone of the story i might be like okay they they had to do that right right yeah think things could change up so but uh all right the uh the good dinosaur comes out uh, i just had it up yeah, i just had it up. So, november 25th november 25th oh yeah so wow close we're, yeah we're right we're like on top a month of that. away we're, so guys we're we're like Two months away from Star Wars coming out. Yeah, we are. Yes. I don't know how many times I got to watch M- Michael while we were watching Crimson Peak that we had. I've it, seen the that same trailer, trailer easily twenty times. Yeah, yeah you know from what? Everything, and yeah. it, that doesn't bother me. Um, but then Michael said something to the effect of like, "Yeah, they're coming out with another one really soon." I'm like, "I'm going to avoid that one Monday like, as yep. hard as I can." Eight eight twenty five or no, eight thirty. It's coming out. Honestly, probably during why? the Eagles yep. game. Why? All right, hear, hear me out. We're going to go on a sidebar here, just a little bit. Everyone's going to see this movie. Who do you need to convince? Well, well you're who just do you trying need to convince? To, I don't know that you're um, trying to convince people, but you're just trying to keep the hype train going. The hype train, you don't, here's how you keep yeah, the hype train going. they've been kind of like little steady is, right now. Yeah, it's been steadily building. Like the hype train, to keep, to keep the hype train going, here's what you do. Blank screen, Star Wars, done. That's all you need to do. Yeah, but then you'll <laughs> piss people off. Because if you give them a certain amount and then pull it back, people will be like, Ooh, Ooh. why did they show that dumb teaser that didn't even show anything? That's like, true. Look at it this way. Um, like, a lot of movies nowadays aren't, like, doing, like, the trailers, like, six months in advance because well, th- there's a rule now with it, I think. There's, like, some kind of rule with, like, movie trailers that you can't, like, there's I, like, certain exceptions you get to show, like, you can do it, like, a year in advance, but... I'm actually not... You can only do it at certain times, but... Which is why, like, think about this. Um, Civil War comes out in April of next year. Marvel yeah. Civil War. Have not seen an actual trailer oh, yet. Yeah. Which might it's not true. drop till next year. Unless, yeah, well, it might, that, it that, might drop before it's Star, drop Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but they're going to, like, show us something. And then, like, about two months before, and then they start pumping it. Well, I, can you imagine, just, just think about this. Can you imagine how much? Because you, you have those trailers that, like, the, the, the movie house has that they mm-hmm. get that, anyone can show but then there are the trailers that are specifically for the before the movie can you imagine how much a trailer spot costs before star wars like that's got to be the most that's like the super bowl of of trailer spots here here's my thing though um 
I understand your concern, Chris, but I'm not super worried because it's J.J. Abrams. And J.J. Abrams is actually one of the few directors that has the clout and sort of the insistence mm-hmm. to manhandle how his trailers are made. Well, he, he's one of the he few cuts, that does he it, cuts, that cuts them. Himself. Oh, he does cuts he them. Cut he doesn't them. allow okay. them to go to a third party. Because very so, few directors are allowed to cut their own trailers. And if, if like, you I actually... Think, yeah, it's like Tarantino's one of them. Like Very few directors have that ability to say, no, I cut the trailer. If you actually go through his filmography, I can't think of a single movie where I went in being like, oh, yeah, I know it. Absolutely, I know everything that's happening. That's a good point. Like, st- st- all, both Star Trek's uh, Super 8, I had Super no idea. Super 8, idea. nobody knew what was going on. Uh, and Super the trailers eight. are amazing. I mean... That is true. I would good say at, I he's think he's, he's a better trailer maker than he is a movie maker. Not that I think he's a bad movie maker. But you just think he's exceptional he, yeah, at making he's trailers? he's really good at making trailers. And I'm, I'm excited to see this one coming up. And I don't think it's going to be super spoilerish. I, I don't sure think they have... Not. I don't think they have any reason to make it spoilerish. Oh no! Like, um, the story, the the story itself is still very much a mystery. Right. Like going in. All <laughs> right. Well, moving on to our feature presentation, we saw Crimson Peak. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. You're lying, I'm to be. That's not what happens. Trying yep. to escape <laughs> the ghosts of her past. She is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Okay, that's yeah, that's that, kind of inaccurate, but whatever. We're IMDb, roll with that it. is not what happens. It's not a love triangle. Don't try to make it a love triangle. That's not what the fucking story is. <laughs> that's all right. Ugh. This movie stars. Oh, I hate this chick's name so much. I got it. I got you. I got you. Mia Wasikowska. Yeah, there's too many K's. Who in is that actually name. Australian? Well, yeah, a lot of these actors are. Uh, we also have Jessica Chastain. Tom Hiddleston, ladies. Tom's, Tom's here. Yep. Uh, we also have uh, Charlie Hunnam. Love who, him. Yep, he's great in everything he does. Mm-hmm. Got my man Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver. I, I, I love Jim Beaver. If, you've, uh, if you're a fan of uh, Supernatural, uh, great he plays um, Bobby Singer. And to see, I, didn't think, I didn't know he was in this movie, so when I saw him, I was like, holy shit, it's Bobby. It's fucking great. Um. And of course we have uh uh Doug Jones who's Doug in, Jones. I think he's in every Del Toro film. Yep. Unsung hero of oh special effects in in Hollywood. You have seen Doug Jones, you have heard Doug Jones in in a number of films and I guarantee you none of you know what he looks uh, like. Everyone, well, uh, movie fans in general all know who Andy Serkis is, but they should know who Doug Jones Doug is. Doug Jones just is kind of well. yeah, Doug, Doug Jones, Jones is on is the same level as Andy Serkis yeah. as far as special effects acting. Um. So anybody else here? What happens when you're goofy looking? He mm-hmm. is goofy looking. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's oh, let's try to do this in an orderly fashion because I know we all have some very strong emotions and feelings about this movie. So I'm just going to lay it out there, gentlemen. What did you think of Crimson? Well, who do you want to go first? Let's uh. Go with Matt. Okay, Matt. You, yeah, you won the coin toss, which took coin toss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not not gonna pull any punches. I Do it. loved this movie. All right, I, you are still welcome in this home. I actually, and this might be a controversial opinion. After it was done, I thought to myself, this might be my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie, as far as a whole package, because even Pan's Labyrinth, which I love, has some stretches throughout the movie where I'm like. You could give it's or take. A, it's good. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. I love Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth, but this one felt like the whole package. Yeah. And I think where a lot of people will probably disagree with me is that the package isn't necessarily what you think of when you think of think Guillermo of del, del Toro. Toro. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie is as you described. This is a period piece with crazy ass creepy ghosts in it. Right. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a period Absolutely. piece romance slash after, mystery. After I saw this movie, uh, uh, for those of you who aren't on my Facebook feed, uh, I, I, I put my Facebook status, Crimson Peak is the movie that Jane Austen would write if she was really into the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's pretty much exactly how I felt about it. I mean, s- seriously, cut out, the, cut out the ghosts in this movie. It's... Pretty much the movie that my wife watches all the time on Netflix, but <laughs> yeah. very well done. Yeah, but very oh, yeah. well done. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not 
you know, cutting it to the quick by saying that. Right, exactly. Um, I, I, when, yeah. when I came home, I told Melissa, I was like, you're going to love this movie. And she goes, you saw Crimson Peak without me? <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you were going to see Crimson Peak. What the Aww. hell? We're going to go this weekend. Uh, but yeah, like you cut out the ghost. This just becomes a gothic romance that mystery. Like, yeah, yeah. Because you're not sure what's going on, and you're not sure exactly. Like there's there's an element of creepiness to it, but yeah. it's it still has this crazy gothic romance story behind it. And then you add in the ghost. And then you add in the ghost, um, and it's a whole other level. So, of just batshit nuts. So so I did I did see this with Christina. And okay, good. there was a review embargo on this movie, so I didn't know a lot going in. Okay. But it has Tom Hilston. We all know how the ladies feel about oh, Tom Oh, I know. Hilston. I know. Oh, man. Uh, the, second, the second he showed up on screen, I heard so, Splash. It so, was pretty crazy. So there Christina was, like was four of the people in our theater with us. So, I know, and so I heard Christina it. was <laughs> Christina was interested. Christina, though, Clearly. Not, not a fan of horror movies. She's not right. all about being super scared, right. whatever. But I started to read, so all I had to go on was the initial Twitter reactions from the premiere. And I was like, Christina, it seems like this is more like like just a gothic romance. It doesn't seem like it's going to be super scary. couple minutes in, boy, was I fucking wrong. wrong. Oh, hell because yeah. Because the second her fucking mom comes in, it is probably the scary, some of the scariest character designs he's ever done. Oh, Absolutely. my God. In terms of just pure terror. Even I was sitting there going like, this is fucking crazy. There was, there, 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 there was one scare in particular that uh, when she finds the uh, uh, wax cylinders where that woman's red face is like slammed to the door. Oh, man. And I hear Michael just go, ah! And Michael just hears me go, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that happened a lot during that movie. At a couple points, I, if I laugh at a horror movie... It's because something really ridiculous or really scary Freaky is happening. Yeah, I'm just exactly. like, <laughs> oh! uh, Michael, Michael, your, your initial reactions yeah. to this film? Um, I, well, I avoided all the trailers. Well, I watched the trailer back way back a few months ago, but I don't, I don't, I went in not knowing anything about it. I didn't even know the cast in as like I, I didn't really know who was in the cast because the whole time I was like, who's that? Who's that lady? And like, oh, it's Jessica Chastain. I was like, oh, yeah, she didn't have a red hair. Afterwards, we were walking out, and he goes. Who was the woman who played uh, played uh, uh, the, sister. the sister? Her hair was red, but it was dark. Yeah, I, and I was I, like, "Oh, it's Jessica." James. I don't know why. Really? I couldn't like identify, even though I just saw her in the it Martian. It didn't really like, look. Yeah, it didn't really look. She like did a her great job. Yeah, she oh, did yeah. a great if job. If I had to give an MVP to anyone in this movie, it'd probably be her. Oh movie. yeah, she nails it. I mean, the whole time you watch, it's like, okay, she's looking no good. Yeah, she. Oh, they're up. They're, and then they're by up the end, good. you're just like, holy. Oh, by the way, we are not going to do any spoilers, gentlemen. No spoilers. Because uh, it's, no it's early, it's early enough in the movie yep, yep, yep. that uh, uh, that people can still go see it. Well, I wouldn't right. consider that a spoiler because the second no. she's on screen, you know, you know. something. Oh no, you, know you definitely, you definitely know something's up. But I don't, I don't want to give away what exactly. Yeah. Is no, up. no, no, no problem. Um, but yeah, so yeah, keep going. Mike. Um, what, for me thoughts? to really take it in, I'm, I want to view it again when it's on like video and stuff, just because like, well, one like we, me and Chris mentioned this last night. Like, I wish we didn't see this like so late. Like, we weren't oh. tired because like, because like. It wasn't like we were bored, but we we're just like, well, it's very Some atmospheric. Us, okay. off a yeah. it, it is very atmospheric. It is remarkably heavy on dialogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That morning that I saw this movie, I was up at 3 a.m. because I just couldn't sleep. So yeah. I was like, fuck it. Made coffee. Started getting stuff done around the house. Went to work at 7. <laughs> um, and I didn't. this movie didn't start until 8. So I'd already been up way too long. Mm-hmm. So by, by like 9.30, I'm just like, all right, hold it together. <laughs> like I'm really loving this, but dear God, I am, I yeah. am sleepy. <laughs> and it wasn't like as like there it's not is like so packed. much dialogue. In it. Yeah, and it's, like, and it's period dialogue. Yes. So, so you got to pay the hell attention. <laughs> there is much speaking without any contractions. Yeah. Yep. Oh, My good sir. Yes. Yeah. And everything is very proper. Um. Now, a couple of things I I I, I want to break down on this movie. A like we were just talking about. Dialogue. Holy crap! The dialogue is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this was a movie that you could take out all the horror elements, all the ghosts, yep. and just make it this creepy gothic romance. And like, I would have been enthralled because I'm like the back and forth, mm-hmm. the, the, the the script. It's incredible. He had a um, co-writer on it, I believe. Yeah, he did. He, he had a got... co-writer. The story was. He had come up with the story, and then the script was co-written with Matthew yeah, Robinson. Something yep. like this, you'd need someone like this. Somebody who actually give can you speak that the language. 
probably give you right. Guillermo is not English first. He's yeah, Spanish yeah. first. Yeah, his main his main language is Spanish. And then to also do all right, I'm going to do a period piece for a language that isn't my native language. Like right. that's got to be ridiculously hard. Um, so yeah, you want somebody there who can get the precise dialogue down, and he did. Um, character design. Not not again. Not just the ghosts. I'm putting. I'm just doing everybody else. Like yeah. everybody's look was remarkable. The dresses yeah. are very poofy. Yep, a lot of big shoulders. A lot of big shoulders. A lot of big shoulders in this film. Mm-hmm. This, um, everything very like authentic looking. And yeah. Big. And we, me and Chris saw this in IMAX, not 3D. We saw an IMAX. It was an IMAX. And yeah, it was. Oh, it was I'd love to like the IMAX. authentic IMAX experience where, like. It looked like it was filmed. I don't know if it was format. It, it was no. It looked like it was filmed for. It looked like it was filmed in format because it was like the whole. I screen. might have whole, to go the see whole the screen. But there's so many good movies out right now. Um, I know, but like the, the, the was, IMAX sound was be like if you can see this in IMAX, do it. Oh my I, god! I am not an IMAX purist where I need every film in IMAX, but this was the way to do it. Uh, Just to, to fully experience that mansion itself. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, when, when the they would do the, the huge shots of the mansion. Um, which is so well done. I, I, I don't know if they found that place, if they built it. I almost feel like they had to build some it. Of, some of it, it is clearly built. Like, that one area, I was telling Christina, I was like, what castle has this, like, just hallway that's just something straight out of, like, a black metal album yeah, cover? Yeah, yeah, Where man. it's just, like, spikes arching everywhere. spikes and, like, little curling. And, I have to expect- and the basement area, too, is, and, like, uh-huh, yeah. all the clay just that's crazy. constantly coming off the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the house so is eerie. Like, the, clay. The, whole, like, the whole mansion has made me feel, like, grimy. Just the clay, like, the clay mine was just... Yeah, that that whole that, that mansion alone is almost a character of the film because it makes you so uncomfortable because you're like, can you imagine living in a place like that? Like, it it's just this crumbling beauty of a home where yeah. like a hundred years ago it was probably amazing, but now it's all there's dying. a giant hole in the roof. Yeah, there's a giant hole in the ceiling. It's always blowing in leaves. Right somehow. when you walk in, you're just like, I don't. I would not want to. I wouldn't want to live here. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, huh? <laughs> um. But then let's get to performances. Holy crap. I think everybody brought their A yes. game on this one. This is amazing. Yes. Um Most I instantly certainly. like the second the second Tom Hiddleston walked on the screen and he started talking, I instantly realized why he took this film. Because this is the type of movie that he was like bred for as far as acting is mm-hmm. concerned. Oh yeah. Like this is straight up old school uh British acting. Yeah. Like you could tell he was having a field day with it. Yep. And also uh was it Charlie Hudman? Yeah, Charlie Hunter. Yeah. He's a, he's actually British, which no, he's new. I thought he, I thought he was from New Zealand. Or I think you're right. I think he is a New Zealander. Oh, he's well, he's but often he's, is he has to have he's an American, always playing right. American. I, I usually say, an American. He has to have an American accent, which is right. I, I th- think it was British because he's well, back in 2001 he was on a show called Undeclared and he played this like British like sweetheart guy. And then many years later down the line he's 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 been known for playing. A biker on Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Oh no, yeah. you're right. You're right, Michael. He's from the UK. Okay, is I, I thought is so. Because okay. yeah, he played a UK like yeah. heartthrob, and then he's the last few years he's been playing an American like rough edge biker. And well, you couldn't he actually? Even he actually because uh, in in Pacific Rim he had a real hard time holding that accent. <laughs> uh, this movie he does a much better job. There, there are there are a few moments in Pacific Rim where you're like, Ooh. right. But <laughs> accents get I feel this, like Pacific Rim is a little bit tougher because he's trying to be over the top. Right. And here he's actually being subdued right. almost. Right. Um, and, of course, the lead. Uh, that poor, Mia Wasikowski. Poor woman. I cannot pronounce her name. Um, I'd only seen her in one other film called Stoker. Yeah. And she, Stoker was pretty she, good. She plays a very quiet. Um, you're not sure if she's a psychopath like teenager in that movie. She's been in a number of movies Christina has seen because she's all about these period, period pieces. pieces. Yep. Yeah, what she uh, does. Madame Bovary. She was in um, Jane Eyre, which I've seen. I've not seen uh, that version of Jane Eyre. Melissa, she, Melissa got me to watch another some BBC production of Jane Eyre. Her f- most famous role is is probably uh, oh Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, you pl- she played Alice. I forgot about her, or I forgot about that role rather. Um, and I got to say, the, the, out of the movies I've seen with her, this is clearly like, by far my favorite and my favorite performance with her because she does yeah. such a different character that I'm used to. Alice in, in Alice in Wonderland was completely forgettable. Um, well, and, that's a forgettable movie. Yeah. And what then, do you expect? What's that? Well, what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, well, better than that. Uh, <laughs> and then Stoker, 
uh, had its moments, but it just didn't hit the mark like I hoped it would. This this movie, she does an amazing job. Um, now let's get to the the oddly enough, my not my favorite part of the movie, even though normally it is. Let's get to the ghost designs. Holy shit, those ghosts are scary as hell. Um, I was not prepared. No, neither was I. I was not prepared. I thought, and I had seen a trailer for this. Either they didn't show much. Well, we of did them. a trailer on Enter the Critic. We did I thought we just talked about it. Or no, did we, we did. We did a trailer. Okay, clearly they didn't show much of. They these. showed one ghost crawling up through the floor. Yeah, right. And you can only it. see that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it was and it was it was like like they do with a lot of movie trailers. It was like second run CGI. Like it wasn't even the final CGI. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. can't. I can't think of another film where ghosts just by how they look scared me as much as these this movie i mean i don't know michael how you felt about it uh for me like i hate jump scares like uh, I th- they, I think this jump movie scares did them but this earns did them pretty well done right this, this earns, movie does them well yeah um and most of them aren't even jump like some of the scares aren't even jump scares like in the very beginning when she sees her mother and she's like, just coming down the yeah, hall it's just like you see her, there's just nothing like, to jump about yeah it. it's just like you see the shadow and then you realize that's not a shadow <laughs> And then you see the hand, and you're oh, like, "Oh God!" God and then no. the way it, the way they talked, it was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah." Like, that's frightening. Yeah, they were terrifying and used sparingly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There Again. are long periods of time where there are. That's no what called me off about this movie. So when like, they hit, they I'm hit like, hard. As soon as I'm like, as soon as they show, but there's gonna be in it. Nope, they just they take a break and then they'll yeah, come I thought, back. I thought we were I thought we were jumping the gun pretty early. I was like, wait, you're showing a ghost and it's only we're five right. seconds That's in this. That's why thing. I well I kept checking my phone at times. I'm like, okay, when's like something big's gonna happen? There's gonna like constantly be ghosts. And, no, it is. They take breaks in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they're used really. Again, this is the type of movie where you can really tell the director this was a passion project. He mm-hmm. wanted oh, to make this yeah. movie. And he had, I, I feel like he had pretty much all control. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do I want a director to have full control. Del Toro is one of those actors or uh, directors that I want full control. Yeah, I don't yeah. want a producer leaning over him going, uh, no. He's, he's, he's he, a director he a who knows what he's doing. He has a vision and he carries it out well. Um, yeah, he he knows his limitations, and he knows the play, he knows the edges of his sandbox, and yeah. he doesn't go outside of them. And I I I like that in a director like Del Toro who's just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to work, and it did beautifully. Um, unfortunately, me and Michael both agreed walking out of here, this movie's going to bomb. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's uh, going to bomb budget, horribly. The budget was only fifty five million though. Ooh, dang. Wow. This really? movie yeah. looks incredible for fifty. You know what though? You know what? what It'll make it how these movies look. He does it cheaply. Well, yeah, that's like pretty considering damn all the shit that's in Hellboy, those movies should be more expensive than they are. That's a good point. And if you think about it, maybe one of the again, this just just speaks to his genius as a director. The ghosts were probably used sparingly because they probably cost a shit ton of money to render, right? And so he's like, "Well, we're only because how, how much CGI do you think is like minutes wise? Four, maybe five minutes yeah. of CGI, maybe." maybe. Maybe I think I'm being a little. Uh, maybe that think, might be too I think much. there's there's, no, there's probably I think at least there's like post six seven. I think there was some post production done to stuff that wasn't ghosts. Oh yeah. Well, there's obviously there's always, always the environments, but and that stuff. stuff doesn't cost a lot As of money. Much. Yeah. Because rendering stuff that doesn't move or is inorganic, or is just yeah 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 you're, that that doesn't right. cost more, a lot of money at all. Right. I mean, HBO can afford that for uh, Boardwalk Empire. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you that show doesn't cost hundreds yeah, of millions I hope, of dollars. I hope this gets enough no. traction. I mean, I um, good-mouthed it at the office, so I hope some people... <laughs> well, I thank God we're getting that. Like, I think probably this weekend, if it makes $20 million, that would be huge. There were a decent amount of people in the theater. Uh, there was only six for us yeah, in IMAX. Yeah. Well, that, well, that was open IMAX. I know. And I feel like this is not a good IMAX movie. It's, um, it's, I mean, well, for, for, for people general, see, for the yeah, general public, no, they're going to go, ah, let's because just go to the register. IMAX is expensive. You're yeah, not gonna you're not gonna take a chance on yeah. a movie in IMAX. Especially when you go to IMAX, 3D. it's something you know no, you want to see in IMAX. I give him. You know what? It was his because he didn't put, add 3D onto this because no studio was just like you got to add 3D onto this. Yeah. and it would have worked. I mean, there's only God. a few moments. There was only there was only a th- how much a handful of shots that it would have been interesting. How in much 3D. do I love going to an IMAX movie that's not 3D? Oh, uh, I know. It makes me want to. It's become it's become so rare. I wish I wish. Film companies would understand. I go to IMAX for two reasons: a, giant screen; b, the sound. Yep. And this, 
This movie, first off, I love when they do this. It got its own IMAX intro. Nice. Yep. Um, where they nice. changed the the music, and it was all this epic sweeping orchestra pieces cool. with the weird tonal shit in the background. I'm like, uh-huh. oh man. And then they actually altered, and they rarely do this. Most movie companies won't let uh, a movie do this. They altered the studio logo. Hmm. Oh yeah. I don't know if did. you noticed that. Oh when, yes. When the yeah, Universal it was, for it was us too. blood yep. red. Yep. That was for us too. Um, yep. Very rarely do uh, a lot of times. Uh, because uh, Hollywood is very superstitious. A lot of movie companies don't do that because they think it's bad luck. Because uh, mm-hmm. they did it like the, one of the first times that Fox did it uh, was for Alien Three, which was the best part of the movie. Yeah, in my opinion, I agree. Um, uh, <laughs> so I would I would say it's not a curse. It, well, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but I still don't think they should avoid ever doing that. No, because it's again, just that was awesome. Yeah, it's just interesting. Um, in fact. That would have made that movie even worse for me back in the day, because if I would have been sitting in the theater and that's how we start, I would have been like, oh, baby, <laughs> it's, it's, we haven't even gotten into a second of the actual film yet, and I'm hyped. And yep. then at the end, I'd be like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> but no, this, uh, yeah, so this, <laughs> this movie, in my opinion, did everything right. No 3D, uh you know, quality actors, quality dialogue, excellent set pieces. And and really is pretty diverse in terms of mood. I mean, you overall it's mostly what we've said. It's like a period piece drama slash mystery. Yep. But with moments of just terrifying, terrifying. horror. And towards the end it becomes a straight up thriller. Yeah. Oh yeah! Absolutely. I mean, those last fifteen minutes, I'm on the when, edge of my uh-huh. seat. When oh, everything yeah. starts I'm unraveling, like, Holy you're fuck. just like, "Okay, yeah." yeah. That it's last cool. sequence is probably my favorite climax of any of his. Films. I was really worried because, again, in the hands of a a weaker director with a producer over, they would have tried to change those last fifteen minutes into like some kind of crazy action fight scene. No, and it would not no. have worked. It would have been but, terrible. And no. yet, it was somehow still just epic and. Thrilling! And oh yeah, crazy. no, we we were and both at this point because, like I said, during the the dialogue heavy scenes, me and Michael were just holding on because we're like, God, we're so tired. Yeah, but then at the last fifteen minutes, me and him were like, like, Oh shit! Oh like, shit! The, and <laughs> I see Michael just get up, like, All right, no more being comfortable. And also, that, watch this. that final sequence is just like beautiful. It's oh, yes. shot. It was at that point in the movie where even though what was happening was so good, I was almost taken out of it because of how good it looked. Just that that's that picturesque oh, snowfall, but then you have that weird red yes. seeping the into crimson, the... the, the, like, yep. the where it just looks The title so the movie cool. comes yep, from yep, is the, really yeah, cool. The Crimson Peak. Ugh. Yeah, I can't, I can't recommend... If you want a really good Halloween movie... Um, now, don't expect like constant scares and whatnot. But no, if you, this isn't a paranormal activity. No. But it's, it's but it sets the mood. It's, yeah, it's what I want out of a good scary movie. Yeah, this is the kind of horror film that I wish they'd make more of, where it's tone. Yes, it's not violence. It's not gore. This isn't like an Eli Roth film. Yeah, this is all mood and tone. But then it also has this incredible, it's almost classical horror. Yes. Like, very like much. Frankenstein, like Dracula. Very much. Where there's, almost, like, there's always this side story of romance involved, and it just makes it just really classy. Well, if opinion. you go back to the old universal horror films, oh, yeah. the, the Bela yeah. Lugosi's, etc., they're the, they're the same way. Exactly. Most of yeah. the movie is more or less like a period drama, mm-hmm. and you have little bits of you know horror and scariness mixed in with an overall atmosphere. I mean, look of, at of horror. Look at one of the one of the earliest horror films. I don't know if you guys have actually watched like Nosferatu. No, I need to. I, I've, I've really seen need to see Shadow that. of Empire, which is. Well, you, but, I mean, Michael. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, I the two of you guys. I mean, I wouldn't recommend Nosferatu if if you don't know what Nosferatu is. It is I know one of it the is. earliest. Well, I'm not. I'm saying for the audience. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. We're, you're talking directly to me. I I, I took it personally. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I fucking know what I'm talking about, buddy. Um, Nosferatu so. is one of the earliest horror films. Uh, it is. It was made in the. 30s or tw- I think in the 20s. 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 I think. Um, yep. It's a silent yeah, film. It could have been like 1919 for all I know. No, it was definitely 20s. Keep going. Uh, Maybe earlier than that. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it's a, it is, it's essentially Dracula. In fact, the, the, it's an interesting story. The estate 
uh, Bram Stoker's straight, uh, actually Bram Stoker's wife sued the makers of Nosferatu, won, and the court deemed that every copy of Nosferatu had to be destroyed. Wow. So they almost lost this movie to, wow. to history because they were just destroying prints left and right. And they, luckily, they saved and archived it because it is a brilliant film. It's black and white, silent picture, old school. Like The camera doesn't move because they didn't have the technology yeah. to move a camera then. And it is still creepy as hell. Because the the guy they got to play the vampire, that's the whole point of Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. He looks so good that people thought, like, maybe he's a real vampire. And in Shadow of the Vampire, he yes, is. He was. Yeah. Um, but again, they, they, they have this creepy, creepy tone and mood, and it's really scary. It still holds up today. But the rest of the movie is a love story about this guy mm-hmm. going to, to marry uh, his fiance. 1922. Yeah, okay. Damn. Um. <laughs> It's I th- last I checked, it's still available on Netflix. Seriously, it's, if, if I'm you're pretty a film sure it's nerd, like, uh, yeah, I think it's always available. Think about that. Seven uh, more years. It's I think copyright. I think, that's crazy. I think it's open to copyright things. Like yeah, that. it's. I think it's because totally I think open like uh, I think there's some like industrial bands or like some kind of band that like has done like different score. Like people have taken this movie and done different scores to it and released right. it. Yeah. because they can. Yeah, because at this point it's all public domain. Kind of like Night of the Living Dead is public domain. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. I don't know why they would take it off again, public domain. Uh, and seriously, seek it out, especially this time yeah, of year. I need, I need so to watch good. it. I need to watch it. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Crimson Peak, I cannot like yeah, champion this movie enough. It is so good. Go see it, especially before Halloween. Um, like, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's which depending know, on how it does might be all the longer. You, the theaters. you could go see the new Paranormal Activity movie if you want to. Why but would it's going to be the same to? fucking thing. Or you could see a you know a good horror film. Yeah. Or yeah. I wouldn't. Even, I don't even know if I call this a straight up horror film. It's it's more than that. Yeah. It's so it, much. It's, more it's than that. definitely got elements of horror. Right? It has elements of horror. It's a gothic like mm-hmm. Victorian yeah. piece yeah. with that's a thriller and has some it's horror elements good. to it. It's yeah. just, just good. really just well done. See it. It's, see I, 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 I was talking it. to Parker today and I was like. Pamela's got to see this movie. Yeah. She'd love it. And he's like, she won't because it has even the tiniest bit of scariness to it. I'm like, she's missing out, man, because this movie's yeah. right up her alley. I will say, though, Christina, even Tom Hiddleston's ass didn't... Spoilers, win. sir. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Spoilers. Hey, that'll get people to see this movie. That is true. Um, <laughs> even that, I asked her at the time, I was like... Did that make up for the ghosts? And she was like, "I'm suffering here." <laughs> she like turned to me. She like turned to me during one of like the ghost scenes. She was just like, "This is not good. <laughs> what is happening?" Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting some Hiddleston ass when we were watching that 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 uh, romantic. I don't even want to call it a sex scene because it was so classy. It was classy. Um, and then it also made me realize that I'm glad I don't live in that age because the guy's got the shit end of the stick in terms of uh, visual entertainment. Yep. Yep. And just like <laughs> let me hike up let my skirt up a little bit. Bustle. Show you, show you a little. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> this back. Mate, wh- there was no. Sk- you covered everything. Everything up. It's true. There's but no, it was revealing. just like next thing I know, I'm like, wow. I never thought an IMAX screen with that much Hiddleston ass. Just so much white as the whitest sun. Yeah, it was like the snows on <laughs> yeah. winter. It was. It, that, you could say that was the early Crimson Peak. There. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh. All right, well, that about wraps up. Oh, we gotta uh, we gotta rate this. Fuck, Fuck, we totally forgot. We gotta rate this. I mean, I, I sat through this whole goddamn movie. I'm gonna give it two out of two Hiddleston cheeks. Nice, damn it. Nice. I, I sat through the whole movie and like, what the fuck am I gonna pick? There. Oh, this? just just pick um, something. I'm There's gonna so pick... much to pick from. Again, most I'll give it. Though. I'll give it one out of one broken sinks in this film. Ooh, damn, you took yeah. mine. Nice. nice, nice. I'm gonna give it. Uh, 20 out of 20 times I went, God damn, I wish I could pull off a top hat like that motherfucker. <laughs> so many people wearing top hats. I'm like, man, why can't I wear a also, top hat? Also, you know a character's like, you know a character's up to no good when they take their top hat off like this. Yep. You don't just like, you don't just like, you know, tip it down yep. and bring it to no, your you side. No, you take it on this huge You just take flourish. a huge sweeping thing. I've you never know, seen like, a character that was up to any good do that. That's some snidely whiplash yeah. shit right there. Mm. All right. Well, uh, that about wraps up here for us for, on Enter the Critic. Uh, next episode is going Bridge to be of Bridge of Spies. 
uh, and I'm going to be accompanied by Eric and Sarah Terribio. Uh, I didn't know about this movie without Eric telling me about it. Uh, it's going to be good. It's oh, it looks so. I haven't good. watched it's the trailer. So. Don't just go I see haven't it. either. I watched I, the trailer. I'm going to try to see it next week. Eric showed me the trailer for one of the episodes of Enter the Critic that he was on, and I'm like, damn, I wish he just would have told me to see the movie. So uh, that'll be next week's episode. Um, but yeah, Matt, it's good to have you. Back. It's good to be back, dog. Can't can't wait to. I don't, I don't know if you're ever going to be on again. I will. I'm scheduled for Spectre. That's right. That's right. We're scheduled for Spectre. Oh, that's right. I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Klum. I'm Matt Shima. Oh, I'm Michael. Yep. Back again. Yeah. Back again. Woo. We'll see you next time. <laughs>